Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with J.D. Whitlock, CIO at Dayton Children's Hospital. In this segment, we talk about the priorities he is tackling first as the organization's new CIO, how his team is working to establish an effective data governance strategy, and the challenges in planning an epic upgrade in conjunction with an infrastructure refresh. Hi, J.D. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. Hi, Kate. How are you? Good, good. So I think Dayton Children's Hospital, what you have in terms of bed size, where you're located, things like that. Sure thing. So we're located in Dayton, Ohio, as the name implies. We have a 170-bed hospital, about 130 employed physicians, one main campus, a south campus with ambulatory surgery and emergency department, and addition, a lot of ambulatory services, and then some outlying campuses with some urgent care and imaging, other ancillaries. And it, it's a freestanding children's hospital, correct? Uh, freestanding children's hospital, yes. A large rural service area to the north of us, and then um, to the south of us, which is one big suburb between Dayton and Cincinnati, and just the surrounding Dayton area that's more densely populated. And we are um, in the same general neck of the woods as two top-ranked children's hospitals, Cincinnati Children's and Nationwide Children's in Columbus. So we both collaborate and uh, compete with them a little bit. It's interesting, and that's something that we're certainly starting to see more of really across uh, the country. And you've been with the organization since January? Only since January, yep. This is my, my third month. Okay. So wanted to get at some of your thoughts on um, those first few months and, and how you approached this role as the new CIO and just in terms of getting to know the organization and the staff and starting to prioritize tasks. Sure. So um, my staff is right about 100. That consists of your traditional IT stuff as well as the Epic team. It does not include all of the analytics. Like a lot of organizations, we have a analytics group outside of IT on purpose, mm -hmm. but it does include uh, obviously the data governance and data management pieces of that. In fact, I was just 15 minutes ago having a chat with our analytics lead about how it makes sense to serve our customers where things that sort of look like analytics to the customers are in fact an epic world handled very differently inside the application things that my epic team does that her analytics people <laughs> don't do. So we obviously need to work together to seamlessly help our customers there. Right. And that's how it's been for a while, having analytics sit outside of IT? Um, not for a long time. I don't have enough knowledge of before my time, how things were done. My boss, our CFO, work with a consultant uh, on, on some of the some of reorg, including things that we're still working on, such as a clinical informatics group that's just coming on board and will report up to our chief medical officer. And so we can do better governance. Certainly there had been a lack of good governance, which of course always causes problems and it's yeah. never done, but um, we needed to pay some more attention to that. So that's one of the things we're working on. You asked about other priorities. Um, so uh, telehealth is huge. Of course, we are exploring what that all means, the different use cases. I've, I've got a uh, session tomorrow 
where we're getting together with an industry analyst on telehealth and getting some of our senior clinicians together, talking through our use cases and what does that drive in terms of technology needs. Things like video plug-in to Epic, so we can do video visits within MyChart, all the way out to dedicated telehealth hardware for remote facilities that are not part of our organization and not on you know, other EHRs to simple use cases that we're already doing, which were a Cisco shop, so basic WebEx and Cisco endpoints that try to make it easy for people just, you know, have clinicians talking between our different campuses, things like that. Other initiatives, um, EPIC 2018 upgrade, we're on EPIC 2015, so we'll be doing a double upgrade in November. It's always a major life event. This is, the, of course, the last major life event because after the 2018 upgrade, EPIC's going to um, quarterly updates instead. Right. Um, another thing we have not done a great job in the past was making sure we were always on, you know, EPIC standard build. And so our hope is that the 2018 will get us will catch us up there, get us a lot of the ways there. We'll now recognize the problems that that has caused in the past and um, trying to rectify those because, of course, so, many, so much great functionality available, but if you're not taking advantage of it, it doesn't make sense to make the big investment in Epic and then not take advantage of all the great stuff that's in it. Of course, if you don't do that, then people go find other bright, shiny objects to, to use instead, which is not optimal. Yeah. And as far as Epic going to the quarterlies, is that something that, I don't want to say easier because nothing is easy, but is that something that, that you think will be more manageable? Uh, definitely more manageable. I definitely agree it's a, it's a good strategy. I agree it's not necessarily easier because then you basically you just have to manage it constantly, right? Mm -hmm. You just have yeah. to have resources instead of big go-live resources. You just have to have people working on that essentially all the time. But it does make a lot of sense. I was just joking with my Epic team. Yesterday we did a technical kickoff for the go-live for the Epic 2018 Go Live, and I was telling a story about my previous organization. It was a Epic shop, and it was, I remember being at Epic conferences a couple years ago, and somebody would show off some great new functionality that was coming from Epic, and then a hand would go up in the back of the room, and they would say, are you going to uh, update that functionality back to the version of Epic that I'm on, like three versions old, right? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Epic people had to like shake their heads and say, I'm sorry, you've you got to stay upgraded, right? Right, right? And so this will hopefully help with some of that. Right. But then in terms of, of the, uh, the upgrade coming up, you said that that's planned for the fall, so I'm sure that things will start to, to ramp up uh, for that. Absolutely, yeah, or already starting. So we, um, from an infrastructure standpoint, we're um, due for some server refreshes anyway. So, of course, we're doing all that in conjunction, and that's, so that's going to be a um, pretty big investment for us. And then just stepping through all the new functionality and what are things that are easy to take advantage of and we're just going to get as part of 2018 versus other things that would require some build and plugging that into our governance efforts. We were, um, Epic has a um, sort of an executive, it's like a three or four page an executive overview of all the new stuff in 2018. It's sort of eye candy to clinical leadership. And they say, oh, that sounds interesting. We want that. And then let's go figure out exactly what that is and what it does and doesn't do and what the build required is and how we get that all done. So this, this uh, kind of reorg that you mentioned before, uh, you can see how something like that really can facilitate things like, uh, you know, going through a major upgrade just as far as having the right governance structure in place. 
Yes, absolutely. So as with all things governance, you need to make sure you're having the right people make decisions Mm -hmm. on things at the right level of granularity of what you're doing. So you can't have one governance group that's dealing with individual report requests on the one hand. And on the other hand, you have to have senior leaders making decisions about expenditures of resources for new capabilities or, you know, major reporting projects that are trying to mash together data from different places or integrate new applications or big ticket things like that. And then some things in the middle where you get clinicians together and and talk about what our clinical needs are and how we should prioritize those things. And then at the lower level, how do you efficiently deal with all those individual small epic build tasks, reporting tasks, some break-fix things? And so what we're doing there is we use Workfront for our project management software, and it does a nice job extending out to some you know, smaller tasks in addition to just true project management. And we are building some dashboards and that tool to help us manage that. So when we get together with our customers, we can um, efficiently rack and stack and prioritize and give visibility to all the work that's going on for our application coordinators doing their build. Right. And and when you're using Epic, and I'm sure that this is true with other solutions as well, but I'm sure it can be a challenge when the users, when the customers are aware of all these things that Epic is capable of, but the organization is not quite ready, or how do you kind of work through that type of challenge? Sure. So I would much rather have an issue where we've got clinical leadership banging down the door about wanting new Epic functionality mm-hmm. that they saw at you know one of the Epic conferences or on the Epic user web or someplace, and then me having to explain why it'll take a little while to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what we need to do in order to, to get there. We've got to do this, this build and then that build and then connect the dots over there, and then we can do that you know, several months from now. Much rather have that problem than clinical leaders that don't go to the Epic conferences and see all this stuff, mm. because then they go find other solutions. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a harder conversation to have. So one of the things I'm doing, of course, we have XGM coming up here in a couple of weeks, and so we're uh, bringing a bunch of folks, including a couple of our clinical champions um, that's on our governance group that have not been to any event like that in the past, taking them to the Physician Advisory Council. And then, of course, UGM in the fall, taking another group of them we did not do a very good job in the past getting our clinical leadership to those events. Mm -hmm. So trying to help with that. Okay. Seems like even though it can maybe bring some challenges that you'd rather have uh, physician leaders and others who are engaged and who are curious and and want to know more about functionality and things like that. Absolutely. Well, of course you're going to have people want the functionality. It's, it's a matter of where they're looking for it first. Right. But sometimes you don't know what's available. I mean, there are certain pieces of functionality that Epic is rolling out that people wouldn't know are available until they, until they see it on that little list of new features. <laughs> and then they say, oh, that's awesome. We need that. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.